Hello and welcome to Retro Wars, a place where me and a friend each week talk about the games we used to play back when we were kids. And this is episode 6 and we're talking about Street Fighter 2 that came out for the Super Nintendo and arcades. And my name is Danny and if you're new to the show we do this in two parts. The first part is where we talk about what's been going on in the gaming world so far and the second part is where me and a guest will be talking about, well, Street Fighter 2. Let me just do the usual promotion stuff, let's get out that way first. If you want to help support the show, you can do that in a number of ways. If you want to help Retro Wars, what you can do is wherever you're listening to this podcast, please give it a five-star review, and then just give it a review. Slag me off, say what you like about the show. It all helps, it all helps this channel grow. If you've got this through social media, tell your mum, your dad, your nan, your dog, your best mate, although your dog might look at you as a little bit weird. That's how this show grows. It grows through you guys retweeting it, and it really helps get more eyes, and I want to help this little show build. If you want to follow me on YouTube, you can do so on the Honest Poker Pokemon Trainer. That's where I do Pokemon challenges every three weeks, so just hit up on there and hit that subscribe button. Now, if you want to support me financially, you can do so, and you can do that through Patreon and getting access for $1.50 Australian, $1 US, and 70p UK. That gets you access to polls, so you can decide on what future games you should be covering. You could comment each week on some of the games that we're going to be following, like your memories. You can write to me personally, and I'll mention that on the show, and you can also join our Discord, which I hope to build our own own little community well, that's really about the main promotional stuff that's out the way i need to get that out every week you appreciate this we want to make this grow that's the only way we can do this i want to build i want to build on twitter i want to build everywhere because the more i get growth the more people you know i can say hello with and send crap to i think the, the one thing i want to use any patreon money for i keep saying is to build a build make my own i keep saying make my own to buy my own p.o box and the plan with that is that we can start becoming pen pals that you could send me stuff i'm not saying full games it could be like a pokemon card and it could be a crap pokemon card and you could sign it and i can send you a crap pokemon card back with some abuse and it'd be quite nice i of, i often joke i'd have in my desk um office thing i want like a a board where I'd have, I'm actually looking at the wall doing this, a board where I'd have everyone's letters or their Pokemon cards and stick, stuck stuck up on the wall. I think it'd look quite cool, you know, to show that look, this is the people we've got. Because in when I do my YouTubing, I've got people from all around the world messaging me, from India, from Germany, from South Africa. And I think that's really cool. And to see where people from around the world are messaging me, I think that's just something you can say, wow, you know, this show does reach people and maybe entertains them or maybe pisses them off. I don't know. You let me know what you think of whether it does that or not. So we're going to talk about the gaming news first and what's been going on in the past week. So I often call this show like our patch news. So this is patch episode 6.0. So there's not been a hell of a lot of news stories over the week, I think. Unfortunately, what's been going on in other parts of the world has kind of taken over a little bit. Um, now, one, a few recent things have come out. Gran Turismo 7 came out this week. I'm not a driving game. It's not my sort of thing. But I know the GT series is very popular with a lot of people. It's very extremely realistic. Graphics are going to be insane. So if you are into GT, let me know what you think of it. Let me know if it's your jam. I said... I, Look, the closest I ever got to that sort of thing was Ridge Racer, and I don't think that counts. It's not up the Forza Gran Turismo level of quality when it comes to customization, the detail that goes into these cars, but I know a lot of people do like this sort of thing, so I imagine that's going to be a big seller. 
But there are other games out. So Triangle Strategy, now that's my up, up my alley. I've just been speaking with my other friend, Jake, who's been telling me it's basically kind of resembles Fire Emblem, um, Lord of the Rings, World of War, World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft uh, what's it called? Game of Thrones and Final Fantasy Tactics, which... Final Fantasy Tactics does get me all, you know, hard and horny. It's, sorry, mum and dad, it's one of those things. I love Final Fantasy Tactics, and seeing this for the first time, I was I was in. So I picked up my copy. Um, have I played it yet? No. No, I haven't played it as of yet, but I will be. On the plane, it's definitely going to be getting a good playthrough. I am looking forward to delving and putting hours into that, and I think it's one of those where you have to put a lot of time in. But the fact it's on the Switch is really good because I'm not stuck to a console. And when the little baba's asleep, I can literally play like an hour or two and then just put it down and not have to worry about, you know, where I am. So I think it's the perfect sort of game for me. That's the same for Pokemon Arceus. I'm saying Pokemon Arceus now. It's the same sort of thing. I can just pick it up and go, play a little bit, put it down, 10, 15 minutes. That's all I might need. But I still get that little bit of enjoyment. Talking about Pokemon, there was a huge announcement huge announcement in the Pokemon world. So a few days ago, um, there was going to be an announcement on Pokemon Day that um, the Game Freak and Nintendo were going to come out with their own Pokemon Day. Now, they, Pokemon Presents, they often do their, um, I should say, communication with the world separate from Nintendo. When it comes to any Pokemon news, it's like its own separate thing. They don't often get involved when Nintendo do an announcement, unless it's like E3. But they started giving us some news about Pokemon Arceus, Pokemon Unite, and then right at the end they said, oh, we've got this last little bit of snippet, and it was a video of a security guard in a building wandering around, and he seemingly walks into this Spanish-esque influenced room, and right at the end he looks at a TV, and we see a whole new trailer for a new game, and I was at first thinking, holy crap, is this the new Arceus? Is this a new game? They're going down this route. But then right at the end, the security guard flicks on the screen and we see three brand new starters of fire, grass and water, which makes me think it's Gen 9. And it was, it was confirmed it was Generation 9. And these games are going to be called Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. There is some debate at the moment why they're called that, whether it's to do with color, the, the light spectrum, or it's to do with the with the area that they're from, which is Spain. It looks like it's been heavily influenced from there. I am probably think it's more towards light, but we'll, I, I imagine we'll find that out pretty quickly what it's going to be a sword and shield are very very much linked to what it was so i suspect when we get the next trailer we'll find out and get that confirmed what it's going to be so what did we see it was a huge well huge announcement first of all we saw the world it looks a very very beautiful world um i think a lot of people are praising from what they've seen so far and believe that this is what sword and shield should have been this is what the graphic levels they were expecting. I think a lot of people were disappointed with Sword and Shield and thought it could do better. We saw a lot of Pokemon in kind of how it was in Sword and Shield and like the wild area where there's going to be one of those sort of thing. We saw them roaming around. But I think what a lot of people are happy with, it, they've done completely new models compared to Sword and Shield. So a lot of the characters that we saw, Surviper, we saw a Magnemite, and there was a lot of detail... Detail for Pokemon, I should say, compared to other games. But with the Surviper, you saw the scales on it. You saw a lot of character shadowing on the Magnemite, which previously hadn't been seen earlier. And some of the complaints that had prior come about Generation 8 was that they've literally just taken the Generation 7 models and just put them in. And I can understand that. 
they ha- they were they were just the generation 7 models kind of upscaled a little bit which a lot of people were annoyed about i think with the, the fact it was going to be on the nintendo switch they thought well you don't be lazy come on just make new models it's not that hard to do although i'd argue it it would be that hard to do i'm not a developer i'm sure people can write in and tell me yes it's actually really hard to do it's no no it's not very hard to do but they look like with this they're going through completely new character models I still think it will be going back to the basics of how Pokemon is, that turn-based um, thing, because that's what Pokemon is. It's not Arceus. I think they'll, I think they'll be, be a second Arceus game, but it'll be a completely separate venture for Game Freak, because I think the, the constant, that turn-based formula is how Pokemon needs to go. What I always would like to see is like when Pokemon are battling, is that they're moving in between us picking turns, so it makes it look like they're actually fighting when it really it's just a kind of a cutscene in between us picking moves rather than just standing there stationary. But maybe you need more horsepower to do that. Maybe if you have like something of like a PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, whatever graphics, you could do that, but not necessarily with the power of a Switch. Maybe a Switch Pro when that eventually comes out. It, it, it's coming out. Come on. It's not bullshit. It's coming out. We'll just have to wait and see what more happens because as of yet we've not seen any footage of any battling this is just all speculation at the moment but the main thing which i think people are happy with are the starters which never usually happens in a pokemon game there's never usually a general consensus of fuck we love all these starters these are the best generation seven or generation eight people were happy with them i should say but there's prior to that there was this, there's always one they don't like People love Generation 8. I think people are in love with Generation 9 even more. I, I really do think that. So we got to see the three. So the um, the leaf one. The grass one is a grass kitty. Now, I apologize if I pronounced this cor- incorrectly. It's Spirigatito. Spirigato. I can't pronounce it. But it's a grass cat. And the one thing I've seen, which has been quite funny is that people are like, stay on the ground, stay um, quadruple, basically be a cat. Don't become Incineroar. Now, if you don't know what Incineroar is, it started off as a, a cat on all fours until it got to its final evolution. Then it be- then it basically stood on its back legs and everyone's like, oh, fuck off. And this has been the same for a few of the Pokemon. They've had Tapeg did the same when it, became- when it evolved. It suddenly went on its back legs and people want to see it become... I think they want to see a saber-toothed cat. I thought that was where Incineroar was going to go. I thought that would have been the one, but maybe we might see it now of a grass saber-toothed tiger, which would be cool as fuck, to be honest, to see that. The duck, the water duck, I should say is a duck, called Quackly. People are happy with that. There's a little duck with a little hat on. It's basically Donald Duck. It's basically Donald Duck, which people have made that reference to. And there are now three ducks in the game, apart from obviously the revolve form. So another duck in the game. People are happy. People like ducks. Can't really complain. I think Swanee has been like, am I a joke to you? What was I there for? Um, it's going to be interesting. Is he going to keep that little hat? A lot of cat people have already done their own character art with this, maybe like a sexy muchacho sort of thing. And that could happen. He could become like a puss in boots, but a duck in boots. That would be quite funny if it did, did that. I'd actually like to see a duck in boots. And the final one is called Fukoko, and it's a fire crocodile. Looks like a little croc. A lot of people are either loving this. I think he's fucking great. But the, I think people aren't ha- are people happy with the design. I think people are losing their shit over the fact that 
it doesn't follow the Chinese symbol like the Chinese New Year's, those Chinese animals, because people have always been able to say, oh, well, this Pokemon links that, this one links this. So Linton was seen as the tiger, and they're looking at the croc or fire coco, sorry, fucoco, and going, well, where's he fall into it? It's going to break the cycle. We always had this all planned out. Nintendo Game Freak, you should have stuck to the model. At the moment, I normally have always gone water types, apart from Generation Six, where I went Lin- when I went Linton, because I didn't, I wasn't a fan of the Generation Six one. I can't think of the top of my head. But this time, I'm probably going to go back to a fire and go Fucoco, just because of the fact it looks like a cute little crocodile. Unless I see the future generations and go, Ugh. Uh, that's that's all it's going to be now. Is what are the final evolutions going to be? Everyone's going to be looking forward to that and. Look, I remember I was doing a, um, a guest interview when Sword and Shield was coming out, and it all been a great mystery about what they're going to be. And then, literally, as we were talking, he went, "Holy shit, they're out! They're, they've been data mined, and they had, and it all been leaked before Nintendo. Everything got data mined, all the new mons, all the new designs, and I know that's going to happen here, and I don't want that to happen." I want Game Freak to release these new designs on their accord and their account because it's great not to be spoiled by things like who the fuck was expecting Generation Nine to be shown? I would people would have been going woo when they saw that, and that's how it should be when we see these announcements that it doesn't get spoiled. The best example of that sort of thing was when Sephiroth got introduced into Smash Brothers. No one saw that shit coming. No one saw that. I did predict it though check back my youtube videos i predicted we might get sephiroth well he was okay he was a want he wasn't a prediction he was a, i'd love to see sephiroth but people lost their fucking mind do you want to see the reaction to this maximilian dude type in maximilian dude sephiroth watch that watch that and that is the example of how you should do releases and that's why i think it's a big thing and i don't want it spoiled for me i don't like these big surprises being sp- spoiled and a data mine does that spoils everything straight away you know what it's going to be and the, the illusion's gone so when it comes to my starter i will wait although fukoko's in leading at the moment once we get the final evolutions we'll make the final decision about who i want uh, but it's actually coming out in late 2022 which is that was a surprise i was expecting it to be coming out maybe 2023 but the fact we're getting it 2022 again what can people complain about you've you're getting, you had brilliant um, Diamond Shining Pearl. Yes, I know some people are like, blah, 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 blah. Fine. That came out last year. This year, you got Pokemon Arceus, which is meant to be amazing. Still haven't played it. That's my own fault. And then you're getting this at the end of the year. Pokemon fans are getting everything they've wanted and more. This will sell f- incredibly. Brilliant, brilliant, they'll Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond sold insanely well. So did Arceus. Game Freak have already got themselves a winner. Unless anything horrible derails it, I can see this being a huge seller on the Switch. I imagine it will come out just before Christmas because they're not stupid. And This is basically be everyone's bundle. Everyone will be buying it for their kids. I'm getting Pokemon Scarlet. Um, I think that's the one for me. There's obvious reasons why, which I'm not revealing on this channel. Uh, anyone listening to the channel will know why. Um, but I will want that more than anything. Um, I'll I'll probably get Violet. Why the fuck not? I haven't bought two Pokemon games for a while. But 
as the little one's starting to get a little bit older, she's starting to get gaming a little bit more. She'll be three in a few weeks, um, but it'll be nice when we can actually play it together. So maybe have Violet ready for her for when she turns four and say, look, here's Pokemon. Let's start getting you into it. And I'll have the, I'll have the queen going, no, don't you fucking dare. You And it will. She doesn't listen to this podcast, by the way, but I know some people, are, our friends and family do, and they'll agree this will be her reaction. She'll be screaming, don't you dare give our child a Nintendo Switch. I said, no, Hiccups wants to play it. No, she fucking doesn't. I've already got a hooked on Pokemon cards. I will get a hooked on this. So the final bit of news I'm going to talk about, um, and I had mentioned it last week, Elden Ring came out. Elden Ring finally got its release, and I have been playing a video game. I've been playing Elden Ring, and I have been absolutely loving it. It's Dark Souls, the Breath of the Wild version of Dark Souls. It's incredible. It is really, really good. Enjoying it thoroughly so far. Losing myself, just, you know, having, like a, a, I think, oh, I'll have an hour or two. It's like, shit, it's like midnight bollocks. It's been that long. I'm not doing a review on this. That's not what this is. It's more to talk about things that have come out since this is been released and there have been a few new stories so there have been three um, stories and the first one i couldn't believe i was actually hearing this was that people have been complaining that um elden ring has not done enough for the black community because there's not enough black hairstyles <sighs> for fuck's sake i'm not gonna lie there might not be i don't know but the level of customization you can do in this game now is insane. I have seen I have seen some beautiful character designs on Twitter, which people have obviously spent a lot of time doing. Fair enough. But then when you go through the comment section, it's like, here's my character. And they're, they're just the but fuck ugly designs I've ever seen in my life. Like people's like constantly gurning eyes looking stupidly out of proportion and i just think it's hilarious when you've got some people who have really gone out their way to make a beautiful character and then you've got people who have gone really out their way to make them as butt fuck ugly as possible but there was an article that came out basically arguing that there's not enough black hairstyles for those who you know wish that representation which i think fuck compared to any other game of this ilk there's so much customization, it's stupid. You can spend hours doing it. You want to be white, black, yellow, blue, green, do what the fuck you want. You can be any color. I don't see the argument in this. And even the journalist themselves makes the reference. You won't see your character's face most of the time because you'll wear a fucking armor. Yes, you were wearing a fucking helmet. You do. Unless you don't want that defense, which I'm getting to that stage now. I just want to see my character's face. You don't have a helmet on. So you have a helmet on. So you're not going to see the hairstyle anyway. So it doesn't matter. So why are we arguing about this? <sighs> Fuck. Why is this going to be an issue? Are you doing... You know, I feel bad because there's not this hairstyle. A fucking hairstyle. Really? What do you fucking want? I just don't get it. Like Maybe because I'm, I'm a white guy, I just don't see it. Someone, if someone has genuinely been offended because they're black, I'd like to have that discussion. I don't mean that in a negative way. I'd like, I, I want to learn. I'd love to learn more. But I was like, fuck, there are bigger things to argue about here. I, that wasn't what I thought we'd be arguing about. I didn't think that would be an issue. What I thought we'd be arguing about is what I'm going to talk about next. And that's what people have complained about performance issues. People have said it's laggy. People have said it's choppy. 
people have said that the maps don't load, that enemies' hitboxes are all over the place. Now, I'm playing this on a PS5. I'd hate to be playing this on a PS4 I or, you know, the Xbox equivalent. I really would. I play on a PS5. It's a big game. I. It's a big connected game and this is what i love about dark souls one is that it was all connected you can go from point a to point z and there might be no break in play no you know loading next level it's just all fluent and you can certainly do that with this game so and it's fucking huge my mates ask me how big i'm like you don't want to know is it as big as zelda don't think it is i i don't think it's as big as zelda but what it does do to make it so big is that whereas Zelda, there were quite a lot of areas where there's nothing really going on. There's, you know, it's just kind of vast world. In Elden Ring, there are dungeons everywhere. There are caves you can go into that are everywhere. There is always something, a boss nearby. The amount of bosses in this game is a, the big pull for me. It's another challenge to go through. But people have complained it's an issue. I can't comment on that. Just because I've not had any. It's all been great for me so far. Running smoothly on the PS5. No issues. I know there's been patches to the game. So whether that's to solve those issues. But for me it's been an absolute dream. No one's paying me to say that. I don't get free copies of games. I wish I did. But at the moment it's fine for me. No problem at all. But I just think maybe if you're playing on a PS4. Alan. My mate Al. He'll be listening to this. He wants my review on it. No there's not a review show. But he's got a PS4. I would worry what it's going to look like on whether that is going to run. That's my only concern on that. But I said I can't comment, even if that's the case, just because I've not had one. And the final thing I will be talking about, linked to Elden Ring and also on today's news, is that once again, the usual complaint has come forward. The game's too hard. Put a difficulty setting on it. No. No. It, it's not Dark Souls 1. In the sense of you're getting a game which you didn't know about there was Demon Souls, but Dark Souls was the introduction for most people just saying. You knew exactly, if you picked this game up, you knew what you were getting. There is no denying you knew what you were getting. It's a Souls game. It's hard as fucking balls. It's a get good game. But the thing is, I've got to a stage now in the game where a lot of the bosses are becoming quite easy. The early bosses in the first world as it were because i've just got to a stage where my weapons are at really good level i'm a decent level i've got really good endurance blah 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 blah. but at first it was a struggle there were some bosses i was like holy shit this is hard as balls i think one of the is it storm i had to go storm is a storm basin but it was on the lowest point in the map and it was one of the first real challenges you face and i spent a lot of time on that and it was hard, but that sense of accomplishment once I did it was incredible. And that's what I think is the beauty of the Dark Souls game. It picks you up, it puts you down, it picks you up, it puts you down. I think if you were to add a difficulty setting to that to easy mode, it ruined the experience. If you don't want, you know, if you are someone who moans about difficulty, don't play it. Or put the time in to get good. It sounds you know, cliche. You know what you're getting on on the tin. It is, it is. It's Dark Souls. You cannot argue that. Oh, I didn't think it'd be this hard. If you're a gamer, if you're someone who's just picked it up and knew nothing about Dark Souls, and fair enough. But if you know what souls are, if you are a gamer, you know there have been enough of them now. Demon Souls, Dark Souls, one, two, three. 
Sekiro, Bloodborne, there's been enough of them. And they're hard. Sekiro is unforgivingly hard. But they're hard, but fair, as they always should say. Unless you've got performance issues, blah, 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 blah. But, fuck off. I'm not listening to that argument. If it, it, I'll listen to the argument that it's too hard a game, so I don't want to play it. That's fine. That's, that's not a problem. I've spoke to a lot of people who don't want to play Souls games because they believe it's going to be too hard and they're going to get frustrated with it and that they wouldn't enjoy it. I have no qualms with that whatsoever. Absolutely not a problem. You want your games a particular way. This is not enjoyable for you. Fine. You do you. That's fine. I have no nothing on you. But to buy the game knowing what you're going to be getting and then moaning that they should patch it, fuck off. That's all I say to that. Fuck a year. Fuck a you. Right to the moon. I know I've just nicked that from Isaac. Fuck you to the moon, but it's true. You should know. And that is everything that I'm going to be talking about on today's news. So yeah, I've got that out of the way. I'm going to 25 minutes. That's not too bad. But hopefully if we start getting more people to come onto the show, more people get involved in the community, we'll add our own letter section, which will make a little bit more, beef this thing up a little bit more, and I'll get their memories about the game that we're going to be talking about. And the game that we are going to be talking about is the legendary, the one that started it all. Street Fighter 2, although it wasn't, it was Street Fighter 1. But it was Street Fighter 2, in my opinion, that got the ball rolling. It was what highlighted, made it such mainstream and made arcade machines what they are today. So I'm just going to put some music up. And when that music is finished, we are going to be with my friend Nick. And we are going to be talking about Street Fighter 2 that released for the arcades on February the 6th, 1991. Fuck me, I'm old. So I'm here with my friend Nick, who has decided to come, he got a bus here, God bless his cotton soul, because we're going to have quite a few drinks tonight, and we're here to talk about Street Fighter 2, which was on the Super Nintendo, we're not talking about the Mega Drive version, or Genesis version, because they're going to be some fucking purists, aren't they? Commodore 64 oh, version. <laughs> was, that was the original Street Fighter, wasn't it? Well, they released two as well. Did they? Yeah, that's what I, according to Wikipedia, which is an infallible source. You did, he, <laughs> God bless his cotton socks. He actually Wikipedia'd it before. We, we, we've just, we, we've just completed Turtles in Time. Don't say I don't do anything for this podcast. Uh, we've just completed Turtles in Time for, for the snares. And um, we did it in what, 26 minutes? Mm. That was a good, good thing. And what happened? Splinter just bollocked us more than anything. Yeah, that took a bit. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, well done, my sons, but you didn't, you didn't do it on hard mode. I'm not as badass as I was when I was 12, I guess. <laughs> and that'd be the same if we play Street Fighter 2. We'll probably be shit at that as well. I can just see it now. We'll be absolutely wank. But I never played the Com- I've never played in a Commodore 64. Oh, really? But you are older than me. I am. I'm, I'm as old as the hills. <laughs> That's rare I hear that. Every time I have someone on this podcast, I'm always calling, like, fuck off. You're older than me. It's like, ha ha. Yes. So you're from the old school days. But So when did you first get your hands on Street Fighter 2? Oh, well, that was when I got my first console, which was the Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. See, I played it first, yeah, as a console. I, I, think my cousin, I think my cousin Chris had it, but then, as we talked about off-air, off-air, listen to me, um, off-recording, that it was massive in the arcade world. It oh. was fucking everywhere. And, it, I mean, it felt like it was the arcade world back at the time when it came out, but more than that, 
every petrol station and grocery store you went to around town had, had one sitting outside because yeah. it just made money. There was always a Street Fighter 2 thing. Yeah, it was. It was a sin- If I saw one, go to poor, poor, poor old Mama Splinter. It was like, Mommy, 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 can I have some money and get my ass handed to me by Guile? He's going to rip me a new one. That's all it was. I loved Guile back in the day. That was my character. Was sure. it was Guile yours? Yeah. Everybody loved Ken and uh, Ryu or yeah. Ryu. I always said Ryu was. I a said kid. I said Ryu because everyone did. And then my wife, who's Japanese, gets angry at me now. She's like, "It's Ryu." <laughs> oh, do you? I suppose yeah. You can't argue argue with a Japanese person. But I can't change after this many years. You know. Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> piss Ryu, it. Man. Well, how does she say Sakura? Uh, uh, Sakura. That's Sakura. That's my bad imitation. That's because we have people arguing about that. So yes, I'd love to talk about Sakura. I would. She's not got a dick, but I would suck that dick all day long if you had one. <laughs> but if that Street Fighter Alpha Two, that's another day. It's not this game. Wow, she wasn't around back then in Titan Streets of Fight, Streets of Fight, Streets of Fighter. One of my Streets of Rage Two. She was. Oh, for fuck's sake! I've only had three beers. What's going on, Streets of Street Fighter Two? Jesus Christ. Did you ever play the original one? Uh, I never played it, but I remember during the Street Fighter Two craze, people would talk about it, and I never even saw the machine. No, uh, I never. I've never seen it. This I've, hidden artifact sort of thing that people said you could only play as Ryu, and that's all there was. Yeah, and we were think, like what? I think you could play as Ryu and Ken because mm. there was a two for a two for a second player because ah, right. it was a two player. But in the main game, you could only play as Ryu. Or Ryu. I'm calling him Ryu. I always have. You could only play yeah. as Ryu. I'm going to call him Ryu just because it'll be Just irritating. to piss me off. Okay, yeah. Just, <laughs> just yeah, Ryu and Ryu, knobhead. Yep. That's all it's going to be. Yeah, because you could only play as, as Ryu because the whole thing is the final boss was Sagat. Um, and then... The classic burn chest. The cla- well, he didn't have the burn chest yeah. in, the, in Street Fighter 1. See, I know my Street Fighter mm-hmm. lore. Mm-hmm. I love my Street Fighter. He... He basically was about to lose, and then he summoned the Dark Hadouken. No, no, not the Dark Hadouken. What's it called? Shoryuken. He did the move, but it's like the Dark... It's like the... It's like the Dark... Come on, you know your lore. I know, the Tatsu tatsu something. He gave him a good tattoo, that's for sure. He gave him a good tattoo. It's basically the stuff where it's like the dark energy inside. He brought it forward, and it kind of manifested in that little split second... And then, yeah, did the uppercuts as Sagat and gave him that big ass chest, which he which he has in Street Fighter Two. And he's pissed about it every and time he's he talks. Pissed about <laughs> it because Ryu won the first tournament, and the second tournament was set up by M Bison, mm. and he set up the tournament to to lure Ryu out of hiding. That's what that's what the premise of the story is. Well, it seems like he had a beef with just about every competitor that he was luring. To the tournament oh, as well. Oh, Canelli did. <laughs> well, let, let's just go. Let's go through the characters because in the original Street Fighter Two, there were mm-hmm. eight, eight characters. There was Ryu, um, and Ken. Uh, back in those days, Ken was American, Ryu from Japan. Yep. Um, and they were based carbon copies of each other. They were just palette swaps in the first Street Fighter Two. Yeah, I think so. I I, I seem to remember that uh, there was something like Ken's Shoryuken was a touch more yeah. damaging or something like later that. on later on because there, there have been so many ports you know like yeah, yeah. street fighter 2 turbo yeah his shuriken does more damage whereas reuse does hadoken does more damage yeah, yeah so that's how they've kind of separated them and they've gone further apart as the game's gone on but originally in street fighter 2 they were just straight palette swaps of each other nice and then you had delcy is it delcyum delcyum yeah. yeah from india mr stretchy mr stretchy <laughs> and he was a dick oh yeah <laughs> he was one of the guys that no one that I saw ever wanted to play because he wasn't 
fast and he wasn't no, fancy. he was slow. But he was irritating enough that if someone was good with him, you'd just bang your head against the wall. Yeah, because he literally, he, he's got the range. He can play the range game. And then if he gets in close, he just goes, you're up, lame. You're up, you're up, you're up. I was like, you fucker, stand still. <laughs> he's like fucking ninja period. He's like, fuck off. What are you going? Twat. <laughs> And he had, he had a fireball. He had his flame. Yoga flame. And then he had his own yoga fireball. I was yep. like, he's got freaking everything. But he, I think he was just dead piss weak. He was pretty slow as well walking yeah. around. So that he was couldn't his, exactly charge in. He couldn't charge in. Then you had um, E-Honda, also from mm. Japan, who I thought was, if you knew how to use E-Honda, Jesus, you were freaking savage. Mm. Yeah, if you could get the knockdown and then start the hundred hand before they could stand up. Oh, the hundred hand. <laughs> the one of the three moves in Street Fighter, if you didn't know what you were doing, you had something. It was E-Honda's yeah. hundred hand. And all you do is press any of the punch buttons continually. And he just, if you, for those who don't know, he's basically, you press a punch button and he just start doing like a sumo slapping continually. And it was just like really fast moving. You couldn't go near. You had him. Blanca, mm. had, from Brazil, had the electricity. <laughs> Mr. Green. Mr. Green. And for years I thought he was like a demon or like a beast, but he's not. He was a human. Yeah, wasn't he? Uh, he wasn't Guile's buddy who got lost in the jungle. Charlie, what is it? Oh, Charlie was that Nash. A different guy? No, they made that was the movie. The movie oh, made yeah, the, that's the, right. with yeah. Raul Julia. They made that. No, he was just, he got lost in the jungle and just how to stay alive. He ate plants mm. and he ate the chlorophyll from the plants, made him green. <laughs> That's, I love like 80s and 90s video games They're like yeah this will do this will work kids don't know science yeah, they, <laughs> it's not how this fucking works because otherwise you're going to have loads of vegans just turning green all of a sudden well probably every kid was like I'm going to smash these vegetables <laughs> to become planker like, that's probably worked. how they did it yeah that's probably how they yeah. eat your veggies kids you'll look like Blanca you'll they go got green. it past the parents that way they were like it's got a demon but he's all about vegetables <laughs> he's all about <laughs> He's friendly, but doesn't show how he then develops the ability to summon up um, electricity from his body. Mm, which doesn't bother him at all. Which doesn't bother him at all, but then bothers the other player. Mm. I, that was all my little brother's little things. Like, fuck off, Phil. Dickhead. And he's like, <laughs> and you just like, but again, if you knew how to use Blanka's moves, because he had like kamikaze rolls, you were set. Yeah. But I couldn't do any of his moves. I could not do well, fuck all of his yeah, moves. He was he was sort of a middle of the road character from memory. That he was okay, but he wasn't. He didn't seem to be anyone's favorite most mm. of the time. Because when I was a kid, most people were like Ken and Ryu were the best. <laughs> they got the best moves. They got the best range. All the things are the best. So you just play them. And I was always like, ah, I kind of like Guile. I like that he's got the the long reach and the sonic booms and all sonic the flash boom. kick, all that stuff. It was kind of fancy. Um, but yeah, some of the other characters like Zangief was universally hated. But he's because one of the, he used slow. But he's one of the stuff. best. Some of his moves were hard to pull off and that if, kind of if thing. If you were a master at Zangief, that's right. Fuck me, you were insane. So Zangief was from at the time of the game starting out was the USSR, and then later on when the Soviet Union disparted, it was um, Russia. And he is like a big wrestler, and he is slow. But Jesus, if he grabs you, you've had it. Yeah. You've absolutely had it. You the spinning screwed. pile driver will ruin your day. Spinning pile drivers. <laughs> he also had a lariat, which was like a spinning lariat, which would could... Well, I don't know if it could then. It definitely can now. You can dodge projectiles. You could then. You could then as well. Yeah. So if you knew how to use Zangief, you were freaking sorted. But everyone smashed him in, as the AI and went, this guy sucks. sucks. Yeah, they yeah, try yeah. to play him and he's like really slow and can't reach for you've got to, But You've got to know what you're doing with him. 
It's not yeah. like, you know, you had that also Chun Lei as well, the only female character in the game was quick and nimble, also had the thighs. Oh yeah. She had the chunky thighs. And those kicks. Oof. She was the she was Shake the it. kick button. A kick, 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 and then you do the <laughs> ultimate kick. The E Honda copy that The E Honda copy, but it was the kicks and he's hop, 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 hop. But she was great in that version of the game because you couldn't play as Vega, so she was the only one who could jump off the walls. Yeah, she so was. That's pretty fun. Yeah, she's one of the only ones who can jump off the walls. Did you ever see the um the animated film what manga did? No, I didn't see it. Oh, it was freaking good. And I think mainly people remember that there's a shower scene in it where you get to see Chun Li's boobies and it's like, woohoo! Chun Li's boobies! Go on, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> she like has a shower scene and you see her like, having a shower like outside and then just, just oh, let's just show her in the shower. Let's just show her tits. I was like, there was no need to show her. I was like, fuck it. I'm a 13 year old boy. You can show that shit. And then she comes out the shower and gets the shit beaten out of her by Vega. Mm. Absolutely beats the shit out of her. <laughs> And they ended up, so there's ended no up, point to it. You just had a, a saucy shower scene and then saw her get her ass kicked, basically. Yeah, but there was a scene when she's like, literally, Vega's coming to try and kill her. And she gets an upper hand, stands on his face, mm. and like swivels her, ankle, her, her heel. So his whole face... Swizzles. Well, I don't know what you see. She like, turns <laughs> on his eye and his face becomes mangled because of it. I was like, ah, oh, savage. And then she kicks him from a building. And I was like, oh, nice, nice. nice. Yeah, that's right, because he had an obsession with beauty, didn't he? So, yeah. the storyline. So, there were four boss characters as well that you couldn't actually play at the time. And they were uh, M. Bison's um, bad guy, M. Bison's crew, basically. So, they were unplayable. And one of them was called Vega, yeah. So, Vega had an obsession with beauty. He was based on a Spanish matador. And he'd wear a mask. So, his backstory, this is, again, how sad I know, is that his, I think his... Dad remarried. No, his dad died and his mum remarried. But the stepdad would beat the shit out of his mum. But the stepdad was an ugly person. So he saw ugliness as evil. So that's how he... Him and his mum were beautiful people and he saw you know, evil Evil is basically ugliness beating you up. So he picked a beautiful profession of fighting bulls and yeah. stabbing them. Learned ninjutsu. <laughs> Learned ninjutsu, then took up bullfighting. Again, someone's going to come onto this and go, well, exactly, he didn't do that. He did something else. It's like, fuck off, that's what I know. That's what I know of this. So that's one thing that this this game had, is that, yeah, there were the four unique boss characters. You had Sagat, Vega, uh, Balrog, and then Bison. Now, Sagat, we mentioned earlier, Sagat was is the biggest character. I think he's bigger than Zangief, he's in height. He's a Muay Thai fighter. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, a, no, he's a kickboxer. He's really tall. Is he Muay fighter? Is he Muay Thai or is he kickboxer? I think he was a kickboxer. A big kickboxer. Yeah, yeah. And he had one eye and a big-ass scar. But he was a dickhead because his projectiles... Mm. Oh, tiger! Tiger! And he could he could do a high and low projectile. It was like, you're a dick. And then, if he got close enough, he had a tiger uppercut, mm-hmm. which was further reaching than reuse. It was like a bigger arc. And I was like, you're a dick. Yeah, I think once he got into the game and sort of could handle a character and take on bosses reasonably well, he was always the most irritating because the AI would love to just spam tigers. Fucking You yeah. had to sort of pick your way across. Pick your way. It was like a platformer. <laughs> it's like, right, go jump, 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 jump. You had Balrog, who was basically a box. It was basically Mike Tyson. Yeah. It was basically, and he didn't have any kicks. He had no kicks in the game. He was just punches. It's all he mm. has. I was like, oh, yeah, you can't actually kick with him. And then finally you had M. Bison, who was the big-ass bad guy. And the AI would, was a dick. Mm-hmm. They used to use him very well. 
Yeah, he was a good final boss. I have to say, though, I, this is totally not something I just read in the Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> in Japan, they released it that uh, Balrog was based on Mike Tyson. Yes. And he was called M. Bison, Bison Mike yeah. Bison. And then they thought, we're going to get sued if we release in the US with Correct. the same name. So they switched their boss names. Around. So they switched it. Mike Bi- um, M. Bison here is Vega. Mm-hmm. Yeah, M. Bison is Vega in Japan. Uh, Sagat's the same. Vega is Balrog. And Balrog is Mike Bison. So because they had that problem with you've got two different games and different names, whenever they do tournament play, because it's still the same now, those names are still set in stone. Mm. Mike eh, Mike Bison. Balrog is known as Boxer. Vega is known as Claw. And M. Bison is known as Dictator. So that's how they keep it for current tournament play. And... It was annoying for Strain because there were four cool characters, had their own stages, but you couldn't play them. It's like, oh, I want to play a game. I want to use these characters. You were stuck with those eight. Which, at the time, there was nothing... I can't think of any other fighting game I had to play with at the time. Yeah, that had that level. Because the first game came out with only one character. Yeah. So to open up the next one with eight was a pretty big upgrade. And the graphics... If you... Oh, God, if you look at the first Street Fighter, you just go... Mm. And it's probably a good reason... That never made it. Where Street Fighter 2, graphics were incredible. I mean, graphics were incredible. It was the first game I'd really seen on an, on an arcade machine. And that brought the idea of using a joystick. And I think it doesn't really transfer amazingly well to a SNES pad. Because we've got we've got the mini SNES in front of us. Because we can see that these are the directional arrows. But you've obviously want to do like a you know reuse move. Oh, yeah. Or even like the reuse um, kick, the Tetsu. You'd have to go from all like an arc, like a 180 arc. But to do that on what that control is not very nice. But yeah. to do it on a control, so on a joystick, was so easy. Yeah, I mean, no one ever attempted Zangief's uh, spinning <laughs> pile driver because you had to do a full 360 on the control pad. Fuck, I wouldn't be able to do now if you even tried. Yeah, you just I, kill yourself. I, <laughs> I just end my own life. But it was, and they also had their six buttons, which was I'd never seen. So you had three for three kicks, three punches of light, medium, and heavy, which I thought were really cool. And that also affected like how much damage that you would have had for for um, for Guile, who was the army boy. You could have a light projectile, heavy projectile, and it would vary in the speed it got thrown. Yeah, that was a huge one which because was- people, if you constantly threw, like everyone went, "I'm just going to hit heavy because it does the most damage," but it would be slower yeah. in hitting, and um, but move faster. And yeah. I think. In the Hadoukens and that kind of thing, uh, and it was it was well it was like that strategy game. Like mm. I never played it to a good level. Like I, I can complete the game, I did, but I was never you know the, I didn't really know anyone back in the day who was really good at this. And I suppose the internet wasn't around for you to showcase your skills against some of the best in the world. You had your friends at school basically, and that was about it. Or yeah. random challenges when you went to the because that was the, that was I the best that. thing. Yeah. Like I, even at, at petrol stations and things, if you were you'd get out of the car while mum's getting petrol or whatever, mm. you'd you'd walk up to the street fighter machine and there'd be a line. Yeah. It was a phenomenon. Yeah. It was amazing. I think it's the only time in the world where a creepy old man could come up to me and say want to play a game and my mum would probably go, "Yeah, yeah, go on, just play street fighter. It's fine." <laughs> Or nowadays, you'd be like, if a creepy old man came to want a game, you'd be like, fuck off. Well, you want not like I'm not a child. I'd go, well, is it Street Fighter? Yeah. Right. <laughs> are we playing Street Fighter or are you trying to get your cock out? What are you trying to do here? But, you know, I wouldn't be asked. My mum would be like, yeah, face him. And then I'd beat him and be like, fuck off. Go on, walk away. You just got beaten by a 15. Well, not even 15, like a 10-year-old. Piss off. 
Yeah, I remember we used to show up with stacks of 20 cent coins. And there'd be a stack on the machine for the guy that was holding it because he'd be like, that's my stack and I'll face any challenges. Oh, and he'd try to hold out as long as he amazing. could until someone really good would show up and kick his ass. Kick his and ass. then he'd, he'd move to the back of the line. And he, like, it was just himself. amazing. See, we had... Um, I used to love playing back in England. Like There was that odd, odd place that had the old arcade machines. So we were talking about the one had um, turtle machines, but they had all these arcade machines, but they were all free. So you could just jump on them. And it was basically a place for parents to just basically leave their children, hope they get lost and never come back. But it was amazing. <laughs> He's lost so now. Many, there's so many child mining facilities back in the day that we thought were stores or arcades or whatever. Oh, just, they, no, just, just to watch the kids. Basically. Like I, I look back at one of the places I went to. There's no way in hell that'd be allowed now. It's like a death trap. <laughs> it's pure. Anyone who anyone who lives where I am, right, Adventureland. Fucking amazing. It was the tits when I was growing up. But Jesus Christ, look, that was a death trap waiting to happen. I'm surprised no one died on the death slide. I was like, Jesus. Fucking horrible. Fire trap is always a good sign. <laughs> Bloody well, yeah. The, the kids would be... I'm surprised no one did die. They probably did. They probably... It's amazing how often we almost died but didn't as kids now that I think back. Yeah. Because shit just wasn't worried about. No, we just didn't give a shit. And now we're both parents. Yeah, we give a shit about everything. We give a shit about everything. And so our kids, our kids are the same age or in the same mother's group. Well, they're not in mother's group. I'll clarify this. Our wives are in the same mother's group. That's how they met. That's how we met. And our kids, oddly enough, are actually boyfriend and girlfriend, as as they will have. They get really upset when they're not with each other. Oh, is just dying now that... uh... Hiccup. Oh, you said her name. I have to bleep that out, you bastard. Hiccups. Right. <laughs> I've got to go. Ah, you made me edit. I've got to call it Hiccups, still. Uh, yeah, Hiccups. Hiccups on the show. Well, you, you bleep out my son's name. I'll bleep out I'll your son's name. The Beast, because that's be- how he behaves. <laughs> the Beast. So the Beast and Hiccups, you know, they may be two, but, yep. you know, they, they, they will walk hand in hand. It's very cute. Madly in love. Madly in love. And that's why we're hoping they get married, because then we become a family. It's great. And But, you know, we were talking about this. Are we going to introduce them to consoles? And Street Fighter will be the one that be easy. Can you just smash buttons? Smash buttons, kids, and you'll be fine. Hit the button until the bad guy goes away. <laughs> it's like, I think I saw a meme about guns saying, I pull my trigger and they make bad people go away. Maybe it was a South Park thing. I think it will be a South Park. Is it, <laughs> just press the trigger. It's fine. It's not a problem. Now... We were saying, you mentioned earlier, actually, when Vega became playable. So, as this, this essentially became like DLC as a way, because Street Fighter 2 wasn't the last port they did of it. They brought out several editions of Street oh, Fighter. A bajillion editions. Bajillions. They, they went, we are on to some serious money here. They, Let's release a new version. Definitely. It was a, as you said, it was one of the best, you, your Wikipedia search, it's one of the best-selling gaming franchises. Oh, I totally knew that uh, before looking it up. But yeah, apparently it held the title of either the most or the second highest-selling fighting game in history. The Street Fighter 2. The, Street Fighter one. 2 specifically wow. until I think 2018 or something. Something crazy like that. And it's still in the top 10 even today. It's incredible. Because after this, they brought out um, Super Street Fighter. No, they brought out Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yep. So that was essentially brought the bosses in. So you could play as the four bosses and you could, um, it was faster. Yeah. And they focused on the alternative costumes as well. It was really yeah, well, annoying. you could play both players playing the same character as well. Whereas in the original Street Fighter 2, 
you had to enter the code at the Capcom screen to be able to oh, unlock really? the different colors. Yeah. Oh, really? I never knew and that. And you could both play the same character because otherwise you couldn't. No, because they were yeah, because it didn't have the, the palette swaps. Yeah, and I remember when I saw the advert for this, and it was a really cool poster, like hand drawn poster, and you had like all the characters in one page, but like double in their alternative costumes as well, all mixed in with each other. And I thought that's really cool. Yeah. I, I think I used it as a po- as a um, cover for one of my old school books. <laughs> I'm a bit gutted now. I want that poster. Oh man, so much stuff from my childhood. I wish I had today. I'd be oh. rich. <laughs> I, yeah, fucking hell, true. Pokemon cards, that's the key. Oh, God. But then they made... Then it was Super Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. And Super Street Fighter 2 was essentially like the new challenges because they had four more new characters came in, which was Kami, um, DJ, T-Hawk, and Fei Long. Bruce uh, Lee. Bruce Yeah, it's basically <laughs> Bruce Lee. Fei Long is basically Bruce yeah. Lee. Uh, T Hawk was an in, um, Native Indian. Was it Native? Native American. Native American. Sorry, yeah. uh, Native American. Huge guy. And uh, then you had DJ, so stereotypically Caribbean. No, so stereotypically Jamaican. It was ridiculous how stereotypical. I think he had Jamaica on his pants. He did. He? he did have Jamaica on his pants. Well, good memory. Mm-hmm. And Cami, who was Cami White from from England. Was she from Britain? I think it was Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made her. I was like, wow. Chun-Li's sexy. How can we make her sexier? <laughs> and blonde. And blonde. And she, she's ex-special forces who fights in what? A bikini? <laughs> well, it may as well freaking be a bikini. It's fucking, yeah. They're, highly that's, trained. Highly trained. That's revealing. No, she was trained by M. Bison. Oh, right. She's actually M. Bison's doll. She's actually a, a, like an M. Bison clone. See, they, they again, me fucking law. It's all the drug lords, man. You know? so that's what it they is. They have it pretty good. They've got it pretty good. They get, you know, oh, I need to clone myself. Oh, I'll just make a sexy blonde. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't think it works out like that, but that's what Bison did. Wouldn't that be kind of creepy, though, to make a clone of yourself and then it's a sexy blonde? Wouldn't that yeah, kind of always mess with your head a bit? That would mess. It's like having, but that'd be like having a twin. Like having a, a female twin and she's sexy. It's like, ooh. Yeah, that's, that's the same concept. It's like, yeah, it's the same, exactly the same thing. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to make a sexy blonde yeah. thing of myself. I know that's weirdly off topic, but that's... We're going to have a lot of opportunities to clone ourselves in the future, so oh. it's something to think about. But someone's to... <laughs> make me a sexy blonde, <laughs> like Cammy White, please. Please do that. I'm sure there's a lot of people wishing they could do that. Oh, God. There are probably some people listening to the show probably wish they could do that. Mm. So did you ever know when they released Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo? So that was the final... And, and that was when it basically everything was pumped up to the max. All the characters are in. You There was this one more character who was a secret. Oh, Akuma? Akuma, yeah. yeah. So Akuma was... Um, if you basically completed the game under certain conditions, I think you basically had to do it with like so many... Because they introduced super finishes at that point. And if you did super finishes, no loss on content. No, no, you couldn't lose any rounds. Basically, when you get to when Bison, he suddenly jumps in, kills him. And then you can fight Akuma. And Akuma was basically like Ryu on steroids. He was fast, could throw air projectiles. Did tons of damage. Tons of damage. And you could play as him as well yes. with a code. But it was blatantly, obviously, he sh- he's banned from tournaments. Uh, he was just broken compared to every other character. See? And I was, I was actually looking at like some of the moves and stuff to refresh my memory. And the code to unlock him is like, you got to... Be on the character selection screen. Pause on this character for three seconds. Then really? That one, then this one. Then that one. Then hit up. It's like a really weird 
irritating code to how put do in. People find, <laughs> how do people find this shit? Yeah. It's like, how did people find... Like, this is Mortal Kombat. When eventually we do the Mortal Kombat episode, Mortal Kombat is littered with... You think the Akuma thing is freaking out there. Mortal Kombat 1, 2. Fuck, mate. The amount of hidden shit in there. It's like, how do people find all this shit? Like, we had guides. You know, we had we got the internet. But how did people, when they get a day one, go, oh, I've just unlocked Akuma. I figure it must be guys who worked in the industry who would go home and look into the code like they do today and kind of work it out or something. It's it got to be. be. Or it's family members of people who worked on it spreading... Spreading a little, or... little tinkle. Because I'm like, how the fuck? Like, I don't even know when people, like, you know, they decode things. Like, Pokemon's always one. Whenever a new Pokemon come, game comes out, someone's like, shit, they've decoded it. It's out. We've <laughs> solved. It's solved. Everything's out. It's all out. And I'm like, fuck, how have you done that? Like, how how do you... How, well, you work in editing. I do you know how to uncode a game? Sh- <laughs> it's a bit different. It's a bit. I know. I should have asked. I should have asked last week's guest because he's a game developer. How the shit do you do that? All right, John. If you're listening to this show, get back to me and you can fucking tell us how the fuck do you do that? How do you uncode a game? I, I don't know why I'm leaving a pause there. But he's not going to ring up. Yeah, you're waiting for him to respond. I'm waiting for him to respond. <laughs> Answer me! Answer me, John! Answer me now! Poor guy's probably in bed as we're recording this. You woke him up. I woke him up. He's going to come around. Phone's going to ring any minute now. Oh, fucking hell, it's weird. But one thing like we said, I said very briefly, was how good the music was. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think there were two tracks which stand out from the Street Fighter era well that definitely that game which is reuse theme because hmm. that hasn't really changed but the main one which goes with every single thing in life is guile's theme oh yes guile's because theme because guile's the best character Guy, yeah he's the best character <laughs> fucking hell. that's why he wasn't seen for fucking donkeys after the street fighter 2 series yeah, creating mystique he, no fucking charlie nash created mystique that's what he did <laughs> but guile's theme oh my god you don't, you're going to hear it. Definitely, you're going to hear it. Probably either either it's been on or it's going to be the last one we're going to play. Guile's theme goes with everything. Hmm. It you, should just play on repeat over this entire podcast, I think. What we could do. Yeah, I'm just committing you to it now. No, so. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah, it's a 40, It'd be so irritating. <laughs> for, dun, 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 for 40 minutes. Oh. Nope, honestly, put that on, I right? Go, bake, go make your dinner. Go make your curry. Go eat your curry, have that in the background, and it'll work. Go have a shit, and it'll work. Go have sexy time with your partner, put that on. You'll be waving a flag the whole time. You will be waving a flag. You'll feel, you'll feel <laughs> so freaking patriotic. Honestly, you do, though. Like, I might play that as our pre-season music to get us all hyped up. You do, you get hyped up. Like, dun, 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 dun. Like, yeah, I'm going to beat the shit out of everyone here. I'm going to sonic boom this <laughs> life. <laughs> Maybe not do that in the bedroom. Well, Sonic maybe, maybe you do that in the bedroom. Well, they'd be over then, wouldn't it? Be like, no. oh, it would be memorable. It would. <laughs> I, I had a mate. Do you, you, you watch Dragon Ball? Uh, a little. I had a mate who actually said he went Super Saiyan naked in front of his missus once. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean he went Super Saiyan? <laughs> his and, hair went blonde. Well, he just kind of said he, he just like he's like he went and powered up in front of it. Like, I love the lad to pieces. I'm not saying his name because he'll kill me, but. What, what would this benefit? Like, some girl's probably thinking you're on roids or something. <laughs> Terror at the moment of climax. <laughs> <laughs> what if you'd I just powered up to Super Saiyan? <laughs> Either it would be the most amazing experience for her ever, or she'd just be horrified and never get over it. Oh, she'd probably clamp. 
<laughs> so get off! <laughs> this like is you why... scientists, we yeah. can talk about this stuff. This is why I say this podcast is for adults. I'm sorry, Mum and Dad, if you're listening. I'm really sorry. You know, I have to apologise at least once per episode, but this is definitely it. We're talking... I'm not sorry. Yeah, you're not sorry. <laughs> well, you, you know, I'm trying to get, been trying to get you on, but oh, sorry, you've been busy on other projects you can't tell me on, you bastard. Like my children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor, poor guy's got another one on the way. Any, any two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, like I have no control over it. They just appear. It's definitely not my fault. But yeah, another, another boy due in two weeks, and judging by this one. It's going to be a handful, my God. Could call it Zangief or E-Honda. Oh, please call it E-Honda. <laughs> I'll, I'll submit it to the wife and we'll see what she says. Submit it. Can we call this? Call it Honda. She might, she might without the E, you might get away. Oh, no, it's a car brand then, isn't it? <laughs> Jeez. Toyota and Suzuki are up in the running. Well, if you're listening, sorry, and I know you will be because you told me you will be. Uh, so what do you think of Honda for our child's Honda name? Honda for the child's name? No. Oh, no. What's, what's his real name? Oh, it's Edmund. Yes, yeah, Eddie. 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 Is it Edmund or Eddie? Ed, Honda. Yeah, E-Honda. Oh, God. Do you know what? That's one thing with, like, Street Fires that's kind of gone on mm. is they've kind of made sure the characters do change each game. Like, I've never played Street Fighter Alpha 3, but I know in Street Fighter Alpha 4, 5 going onwards, or even Alpha, which is the prequel series... Like Ryu looks younger in the prequels, but in Street Fighter Five, E Honda is all grey haired now. Dalsim's got a big ass beard, uh, like an old man beard, and they've just announced well they announced it last week for me, probably a few weeks before this gets aired. But Street Fighter Six is coming out. Are they all in an old folks' home? Like Well Ryu's like got sandals now. He's not barefooted. But he's <laughs> like he's like you've got a full big rough beard. And he looks older. I was like, fuck, this looks good. You could honestly watch the trailer. You could smell the sweat off him. That's how good it looked. The Depends garments. Like, how old are they getting in this? Oh, his gay. His gay must absolutely fucking stay. He's still in, he's still in the white gay. You think by now someone's out of word and said, Ryu, you need to change that. Like, he's like, nah, the bleach still works. The bleach still works. Like, even Ken's, Ken's <laughs> changed his shit. But Ryu's like, nah, fuck, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to play in my white gay. Yeah. There's something wrong with him, really. <laughs> I don't think actually with um, Street Fighter Two, they actually there's no actual winner, official winner. They don't they don't actually say who uh, this person won the they tournament. Put, the only thing that's canon was that how it was set up to get Ryu out of hiding, and the fact that Bison died. That was canon. Um, because that that's the only thing that those two things are the only thing that are canon. Because um, like after this, they brought out the Alpha series on the PlayStation, and the Alpha series was freaking amazing. So I, whoever wants to do Street Fighter Alpha 3, fuck, that's one of my favourite games of all time, Street Fighter Alpha 3. I will, and I'll openly say, I will suck that game's dick. I, that's, yeah. Why are you acting like that's a, a big thing? Like, I, I never suck anything's dick. I'm just <laughs> announcing it for this. Like, you're constantly telling me you'll suck this dick, you'll suck that dick because it's a really good thing. Yeah, it's a really good thing, but I don't know, I suppose if, yeah... You have to think of something more special than just sucking a dick now, I think. I know, yeah, but that's one of those things. If Street Fighter Alpha 3 was to come to me and present itself with a dick, first come of all, I'd be, well, come to me, yeah, I'd be having to go to a doctor, first of all, and go, um, how is a game, how is a digital disc presenting me with its penis? <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's some questions that's got to be asked. I'm just thinking what other things. Oh, that was it. So, 
I know a lot about the story about the lore of, more, of Street Fighter. I'm definitely getting that, yeah. And because I because I've, I've got into it and I've read the comics and I've read the film, read the film, watched the films. See, I had the booklet that came with the game, which gave you a really quick summary of each character, and that was it. They're like, this is kind of what he's pissed about. This is kind of his moves that you're not going to be able to pull off because he's Zangief. You know, yeah. off you go. That was so. It. E Honda's basic so. Zangief basically is bringing pride to the USSR. That's his whole shtick. Fighting a bear wasn't enough. Fighting like, a bear wasn't he's enough. He's still bleeding from it at the tournament, and they're like, "No, nah, come nah, on, go bring us some pride." Right, get him in, because at the end he does the the dance, the stereotypical Russian dance with the cur- with the current president of the USSR at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know his name, but he he comes on and does that little dance. Chun Li is pissed off. She works for Interpol, and she's pissed off because M Bison killed her dad. Yeah, that would upset me. That would upset oh, me. Oh, actually, that wouldn't upset me. My dad was a piece of shit, but oh, was go he? ahead. Oh, Well, my dad, although I slagged him off in the last episode of this show, <laughs> he knows I love him. And I would, if, if M. Bison was to come kill you, dad, I would go avenge your death. How about that? See, I love him. I'd, I'd encourage him to go avenge your death. I'd be like, you got to avenge that. Yeah, go avenge that shit. Again, he's probably listening to you. You're a fucking twat. That's what you, <laughs> if he does sometimes listen. He gave it first review. But then you had Guile, who was working for the US Army, and he's working with Chun Li. He's Chun-Li. pissed at Bison because Charlie his, Nash, his buddy Charlie slash Nash. It's Charlie Nash. Called, originally called Nash, and they changed it to Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. So that Got was uh, that was all in the Alpha series. So you find out about Charlie's history. Yeah, basically, Guile's in it later on. But yeah, basically, it's all to do with Charlie trying to infiltrate Shadowloo. Ah, that makes me think of the uh, the live action movie they did, which was so fantastically awesome with nothing wrong with it. We can at talk. All. We can talk about the live action film briefly because it was based on oh. this game. It was so bad, yet it was oh. so good. Oscar material right there. Oh, <laughs> John Claude Van Damme as Guile, oh. and you had a Cami White. No, Cami was played Kylie by Cami Minogue. I was like, yeah, but Raul Julia is biased. Fucking, that's Raul Julia tears it up. He is incredible. It was his last role because he died after it. Was it just after it released? I don't think he even saw the screening. But he, he, if that, if he wasn't the way he was in that film, that film be shit. He, honestly, he it's one of his best performances he's ever done because he made that film. He was in. He was it's a shit film, but he's incredible in it. He that's, is genuinely... Yes. That's not taking the piss. He was incredible. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it and just remembering the moment when Gal grabs the the microphone off the uh, newsreader, which I think is Chun-Li, and goes, Hey, Bison, I got this for you. And he like punches the camera or something. Yeah, yeah, And Bison, did. watching it, is like pissed. He would be. He's, like, he's pissed the camera. He's, he's hit the camera. He yeah, was Chun- angry at me on camera. How dare you? Chun-Li was the, um, Chun-Li was the reporter. E-Honda was the... E-Honda and Balrog were the E-Honda was the cameraman, wasn't he? Yeah, Balrog was like the sound guy. Uh, DJ was just a normal like grunt. Blanco was Charlie. Oh, yeah. Dalcian was in as a scientist. Who, who appears at the last minute yeah. still a scientist still a without scientist. pulling any moves. No, there's no moves. Um, Sagat is a arms dealer, tiny arms dealer. Ryu and Ken are just basically little, like, little thieves, con artists. Oh, you're making it sound too good. Um, <laughs> Everyone's going to rush out to rent it now. Oh, I should... Just, just basically, just fast forward it to anything Raul Julie's in because he's that good in it. But then they made a game out of it as well, oh. and that was meant to be Street Fighter Three. 
Dear God. And it's a dreadful game. No. After that no. good a movie and it's a dreadful game? game is a how, could it be? how could it be that shit? But, <laughs> so, yeah, the Street Fighter lore, because the thing is, when growing up, and for a long time, before I'd say 3D games kicked in, of like the Tekkens came in, you there were two kings of the, of the arcade world. There was Street Fighter and there was Mortal Kombat. Yes, there was Killer Instinct. There were other ones I'd as well. never rose to the same level as those two, though. No, it, it, Killer Instinct is... I, I played it again recently just because I was like, oh, Killer Instinct, and downloaded it. No. no. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter were the ones to play. Which one did you prefer the two? Oh, definitely Street Fighter. Yeah, I was always... Law-wise, law Mortal Kombat's laws very good. I love the Mortal Kombat law. Um, when it comes to the gameplay, I've always been Street Fighter. Absolutely, and uh, like I said, it was the first game I got on the first console I ever yeah. got. So we played that into the ground. My brother, my friends, schoolmates, whatever happened, you know. If you were the best at Street Fighter when you were a kid, fuck me, you had some, you had some points. Oh, you they mean, were lining up at the door for you. You, you fucking like they would be lining. This up This is the, the door. Street Fighter guy's house. They'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go. They go. This is him. It's like freaking Jesus has been born. I've come with like a wise man. I come bearing gifts. Although I have to say, there there was one guy I saw once who was like a. We all thought he was a wizard or some kind of dude who'd sold his soul at the arcade, who could freeze the game with a combination of stick and button moves. Really? And everyone went, "You just broke, broke the, game. the game. You're a dick." And he was like, "No, watch this. I can undo it." And did another move and we set it in motion again. And we all just lost our minds because no one ever thought back then. About the mechanics of a game, you just no, played no. shit. Yeah, because essentially, if like Super Nintendo wasn't too bad, because some games had save states. But if you played like, and we, I had this with Jake in the first episode doing Sonic One. If you accidentally kick the machine, that's it. It's done. The game would freeze. You're like, no, tilt. So it's like you fuck. But in the original Street, in like SNES, you had save state. Well, you had save points. Oh, God, we've had too many beers already. No, I haven't. I need more. But, yeah, we. the one thing this game had was that the pause screen. Can you remember the pause screen? Oh, I remember it well. Hoo-hoo-hoo-ha-ha-ha! It was, like, sort of necessarily violent. <laughs> they let you know that you'd paused it. They, they let you know you paused From the and other side of the house. They really did. And I had um, another... I had Mick and Andy um, come round. We were just dicking around playing Super Nintendo. And, yeah, we were playing Street Fighter. And when we paused it, it was like... Oh, fucking hell, that was unnecessary. That was a bit unnecessary. <laughs> I can imagine that when they were doing it in the sound effects, right? Everyone just go into the microphone as loud as you can and we'll just put that in. Well, I have to say, I know that pause screen really well because my parents, in their infinite wisdom, when my brother and I were playing, the console only came with one controller. So we needed oh, another controller. Oh, no. Fast. Mm. And my parents were like, how do we get you another controller without paying retail for the... The one that's on the shelf that's official. Oh, so yeah. So you, you go to the knockoff varieties that are like, hey, check this out. It's kind of a Super NES controller. It looks all right. It's, it's black and bent and more like a PlayStation <laughs> controller. But it had a slow motion mode where you could select. I'll have to bring it oh, over and show you. Oh, no. And you would click like, it on and go, I'm going to play in slow mode. This is going to be so yeah, sick. And all it was doing was hitting pause multiple times. So you'd be playing going, and it was amazing because your opponent would be in the air for half an hour and you just wait oh, for them to come down into your move. I remember that, the slow motion, and they made it a big thing. It was like, it was like yeah, slow-mo. And it's like, is it you playing Sonic? It's like, ding, 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 ding. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, no one's thought about this, have they? 
No one's thought that. No one's thought this would be annoying as shit. Jesus, what the fuck? Who would need a slow-mo mowing games? I don't even know what game that was intended for, but it didn't particularly yeah, work game, on What game do they think this would work Well, on? I guess it did work because, you you know, if you were really shit at the game, you could play your opponents no, in slow-mo. it wouldn't work because all you'd be hearing is a constant male orgy the whole time. Yeah, that's maybe all that's what you it was did. for. Maybe, that's <laughs> maybe it was an adult version they got from some <laughs> unknown store. No wonder we weren't allowed to go with them. <laughs> Quick, make sure you play as just E-Honda and Sagat and the pause mode. That's all you need. Who, who the man with the least clothes. I have to say, it was a shock going from Street Fighter 2 to Street Fighter 2 Turbo as a kid. Oh, the speed. Oh, it was so much faster. But so much better. When you, when you got good at... Yeah, it was. But when you got good at Street Fighter 2, you're like, I can do this. I'm awesome. And then you go to your mate's place and everyone jumps and lands almost instantly. You're like, wait, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. What, what? I've what? been practicing that I've got at least a fortnight up there. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been measuring the frame rates of data and there's like 63 frames where you drop. And now it's like 0.2. What the fuck? Oh god! Talking about that, I tried to watch uh, some esports uh, fighting oh. games not long ago, which included it must have been the latest variation of Street Fighter because it had five, Street five. Fighter characters, yeah, and then a whole mix of other yeah, characters it'll be five. But the rounds were just incredibly painful. I switched it off because it was literally like, okay, fight, and both characters were like edging forward and backward, forward and backward, opposite each other because they both know what the exact measurement of each other's moves. And they don't want to enter the hit zone. So they're like, oh, just, oh, just edging closer to each other and then moving away and then edging closer. And then finally someone gets a hit and it just turns into this ridiculous game ending combo yeah, fest yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. over. And I was just like, oh. Well, they had in like in the tournaments they used to do in these ones. So the good thing about it being just a fighting game and every character was unique in some way. We kind of gone through some of the attributes of some are weaker, some had less health. But there was a table where some of the best pros in the world at the time basically said, if you had like 10, hour ma- 10 matches, you know, see Ryu versus E-Honda, Ryu and Ken was, 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 ridic- was not a thing at the, the original game. But say Ryu versus E-Honda, who would win out of 10 times? And I think it was like Ryu would win so many times. And so they all, all the characters had bad, bad and good matchups. So there was no character who was absolutely physically dominant. You know, you couldn't just roundhouse for everything. Because when the bosses came in, they, weren't, they were patched to make sure they, were, they were made sure they could be playable. So I think Sagat was, wasn't as, as fun as you thought he was going to be when you actually got to play with him. Yeah, he's a bit limited. He's guy. a bit limited. E-Honda was, was one of the worst characters as well in the game. I think it was Dalsium. I think Dalsium was the best character in the game. Is he, that right? He, he just ha- statistically, basically. He had the best matchup against every... More so than every character did against others. Yeah, right. Which probably was because he had the long game and he could do... He had the, at the rate... He could, he could range you if you wanted. He was versatile. And he could... Can teleport like a fucking ninja. <laughs> yoga, yoga, fuck off, Dalsim. <laughs> you got a real thing about that. Oh yeah, but I affected to, you. I do have to thank uh, Street Fighter because it did help me learn my geography. Was that right? Well, it was like, where's Ryu? Oh, he's from Japan. Oh, because it comes Japan. out with a little world map. It of comes the plane out with the yeah, the plane goes round, <laughs> and then it'll just go Brazil. It's like, okay, that's Brazil. That must be where Brazil is on a map. It is exactly. <laughs> but then it went to USSR. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that thing's huge. <laughs> that thing. And then it went down to Russia. It's like that thing's still bloody huge. And it gets more confusing the more character China. I said, oh my god, where's that? Yeah. And, and he gets to Great Britain. It's like Great Britain. Cammy's like, oh, Great Britain's tiny. But I honestly, like, Street Fighter, 
Street Fighter won't get beaten. Like, I love Street Fighter Alpha 3. I love Street Fighter 4. Street Fighter 4 is definitely in my top 10 games of all time. I, I did get that one. It was pretty freaking fantastic, I think to it, say, as a as a more modern version of what I loved in teams. I think it because Street Fighter 4, when it came out, we've been praying. We got Street Fighter 3. Now, Street Fighter 3, I think Third Strike, the third variation, was basically seen as a dormant classic because, unfortunately, it was being taken over by the Tekkens. What was the one that was Tekken? What else was there? There was another one. Another 3D fighting game. It wasn't just Tekken. There was something else. I can't Tekken, think. Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. No, Street Fighter, Street Fighter tried 3D and it was bad. But when Tekken came around, I'm sure I can't think. Soul Calibur. Ah, oh, Soul Calibur, yeah. Well, it was Soul Edge back in the first one. But no one wanted to play 2D games. They wanted to play 3D games. So it was kind of poor Street Fighter 3 just kind of got left in the dust. But now... I think now gamers have kind of got past that stage where they can look past the graphics and go, oh, well, you do- just because you've got 3D doesn't mean it's a good game. So games like Street Fighter Alpha, sorry, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, you know, now they've made that as a HD remix. It's it's coming back. It's like, shit, these are quality games. Yeah, they've got the mechanics, they've got the fun, they've got the characters. They've got the characters. And that's when the characters are just so, so solid. They, I think they've always got them right in Street Fighter and then as the adventure goes down the line it links in with Final Fight and uh, their series of games which I've, I've only ever played Final Fight at arcades the time <laughs> play. but I've got it in the when my console got the Roro it somehow picked up Final Fight 1 and 2 so I will be playing that at some point at the podcast nice so we can have a rant on that but I don't think I'm just going through my notes I don't think there was anything else well, I, I wanted to tell you. You I, can uh, go. Yeah, if you got anything else you want to. Time talk Zone about. was was the place to go when. So I this was is in Australia. This is Australia. Yeah. That was that was the sort of premium arcade that had all the video games that you wanted to play. The old arcade boxes. They don't have any now. Pretty much. There's mm. very limited selection. It's mostly air hockey, shit. prize claw games, and the it's odd arcade, arcade Terminator Two it's game all, that doesn't work now. when you try to play it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty dead now. It's just, am I bored before I go into my movie? Correct. That's about it. But um, I went into a time zone in the city with a friend of mine and they had a Street Fighter game. I'm not sure if it was, which variation it was, but it was pure Street Fighter. Awesome. And I sat down and uh, played a game with him and it was great. I was like, oh, this is, I'm getting back into the moves with Guile and this sort of mm. stuff. And a guy came up to challenge and sat down. And I was like, oh, this is like the old days. This is going to be great. Played the first round and I managed to smash him quite nicely. Yeah. The second round was more intense, but he won. And then he got me in the third round, but it was it was a really, really solid battle. It all came back to me and I stood up and my mate was like, oh, you're a bit of a dick there. And I said, oh, you know, what did I do? He seemed a bit pissed as I got up after losing. And he said, everyone knows that the etiquette in Street Fighter is if you win the first round, you got to let them win the second round. And then you decided in the third. And I said, what kind of fucking dumb etiquette is that shit? Like, That's not etiquette. That's, that's stupid. That means if I lose the first round, I'm gifted the second. Seconds. And then I, I've got a chance to win in the third. What is that? And he's like, oh, everybody knows that's how you have to play it. So he was pissed that you actually fought him hard in the second round. And he had to work to win it. That's stupid. Now, does that, anyone know if that's, no, if that's I, a I've thing? I've never heard that. Because he swore that it was like, that's ne- everybody knew that. And I was never heard that in the UK. Right, who's your I mate? I never saw that Message as a Message your mate and tell him he's chatting shit. Yeah, I will. Tell him this podcast. But he was like, this is a well-known thing and you're, you're breaking what's, social what's, etiquette. What's his, what's his name? Pete. Pete. You can forward this bit of the podcast. Pete, you are chatting shit. There you go, Pete. I knew it. Pete. 
Pit. Yeah, he's pit. gonna be pit from now. Pit the Pete. Pete the, the pit. absolute pit. He's the absolute pit. Yeah, that's it. Or he's the absolute Pete's. But what kind of? I I couldn't believe that. I was like, why would you throw the round? Boom. And that that was a Street Fighter thing. He's bullshit from the beginning of time that I never saw. Well, it, you know, I didn't see anything get sung in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, hands as old as time. No bullshit. <laughs> absolute shit. So but sorry, Pete. You chat and should get back into your pet. Damn, I wish I beat that guy now. I know, yeah, you should have slapped him with a controller. <laughs> he, he, might have, he might have flipped it over and just swore. Yeah, this is not out. Street Fighter etiquette. <laughs> Fuck off. I've never heard that in my life. And what, what imagine that in a tournament? Yeah, I, I, weird watched, etiquette, wouldn't it? I've watched enough Evo in my day to know that's not etiquette. It's basically beat the shit. And then if you can win, punch them. Yeah, I mean, fuck, back in the day, you, you played two, two rounds hard and smashed someone. Yeah. They were out, back of the line. That's how yeah. it worked, so. I'd say that's how you got the women back in those days, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. You weren't picking up hard on your Street Fighter career? No. And, you know, I can't even say it will impress the Queen because she'd look at me and go, I don't care. Who was your character back in the day? Ryu. It's always been Ryu. Mm-hmm. Ryu, and um, now it's been since Alpha 3 Sakura. Oh, okay. And then eventually Evil Ryu. So you should have been Zangiefing it up because then they would have been like, man, this guy has such skill with his hands. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I'm turning up with my underwear in my handbag to give him my number. Yeah, I don't... Well, it would have been about 10. There would have been some issues there. Yeah. There was real issues. What sort of issues? <laughs> <laughs> ones, ones that this podcast should not be covering. You would have been too much of a player at 10. They would have been like, we gotta, we got to put him in uh, boarding school. I would have been out. more thinking, who's got my number? Who's got a mobile phone? At my... <laughs> They no weren't mobile phones. They weren't mobile phones. He's from the future. Dear God, Star we're old. Trek. <laughs> fuck. That's my tagline for every bit of these things. They had fuck me, I'm old. Because I realised when I read out when it was released, I'm like, oh my God, it's so old. Like, it's still being released and played and loved by a new generation. Which is what? This long good. After. No one's playing Tekken One. Do. But they still play Street Fighter Two. Hell yeah. Yeah. So anything else you want to say before we get into a ranking? Uh, it was an awesome game. It's still an awesome game. I'll still crack it out. So what would you give it out of 10? 10.5. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll give it... I'll give the original Street Fighter a 7 only because later iterations improved on it immensely. Well, I actually heard that they thought that. Like, they brought out the original Street Fighter and they said, eh, it's good. It did okay, but it had issues. And they sort of shelved it for a while. And then they said, come on, there's a good game in there. Let's pull it back out. Let's make it better. We're going to throw in the six button and the stick thing. And they apparently popularized that. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, the, the six, six, six button thing did. And that's an accepted arcade thing now yeah. in fighting games. It, so. it, for, its, for its legacy oh, and impact, Street Fighter should always be respected and forever respected. And I always think if Capcom bring out a Street Fighter, give it a chance in that sense. Let's give it a go because they laid the groundwork for all the modern day fighting games. So, you know, any fighting game we see, any fighting game, it's it's because of Street Fighter. Yeah, and it gets compared to the uh, how it pioneered so many things, and because there's not there doesn't seem to be a lot of pioneering going on these days with the uh, fighting games. What do you no. think? No, it is a lot. Like, the thing now being pioneered and being copied is the is the Smash Brothers art thing. That's what's being copied, and there's so many of them. But Street Fighter brought out the whole you know two players, the bars at the top, the show the Shoto, <laughs> Shoto. <laughs> every character every game has a Shoto if it has fireballs and it doesn't uppercut it's a Shoto <laughs> but technically Mario is a Shoto oh there you go 
There we go. Fireballs. Five. It, do you re-research if they've got an uppercut and they've got a fireball, they're called a Shoto. Go down that rabbit hole. It's good fun. <laughs> so anything else we should... You, you missed or you got it all out of your system? Yeah, I think that's all good. I think that pretty much covers it. We covered the movie, the game, the... Covered quite a lot. The lore, the, how well we pick up at 10 years old based on our <laughs> street rider career. I don't think there's anywhere else we can take this, really. Oh, it's all good. Well, thank you very much, Nick, for coming on. It's been great fun. Thanks for having me. I hope it's not boring. Not at all, sir. Not <laughs> at all. And that was Street Fighter 2 with Nick. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Nick, thank you for coming on the show. God bless his soul. He was really worried about coming on. He was dead stressed and thought he wasn't going to be very good. But I thought he did a really good job considering he's never done anything like that before. As always, I hope you really enjoyed it. You look after yourselves and we'll see everyone next week for our next episode. Until, take care. I've been Dan. Bye-bye.